0: Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more.
1: Episode 165 of The Morning After. I'm Jesse Kiefer.
2: I'm Sari Kamen.
1: On today's show, Chef Brothers, Max and Eli Sussman. They're here along with the team from Humboldt and Jackson, Bill, Sam, and Pam where they will be popping up their Detroit-inspired project, Ed and Bev's. Later in the show, we'll be morning after quizzing this crew. But first, Sari Kamen, you have a little bit of food news for us.
2: I do, unfortunately, have some food <laughs> news to share with you guys. I, I
1: think it's my favorite part of the show, to be honest. Are you serious? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Just because it's a surprise for me. It is, know? yeah. Because like the well, quiz is, is a surprise for you.
2: Oh, I know. I love that part.
1: And no for us.
2: And they're all surprises for you guys. Um, well, we have a couple of food theft cases in the news. There's some food theft going around town. And by town, I mean Connecticut. Um, four men were arrested in a pizza shop that they worked in in Connecticut. And Connecticut's like a big pizza town, right? Like I, have, that's, I have absolutely like, no idea. Like, that's the only thing Connecticut has to offer. Does
1: anyone else have any thoughts about Connecticut pizza? Because I've never heard that. I've never been.
3: Okay. Never been. I heard Providence has good pizza.
2: Okay, great. Okay, so um, not Super useful. Right. Moving on. Um, so four men who worked at this pizza place were busted for also running a cocaine ring out of the pizza shop. Okay, that's not surprising. That's
4: not... Now that we have been to. We have been to Oh, you've been there. You've yes. been to that place. We've been to those kinds of places. Yeah. But not in... In Connecticut,
2: I think that's probably a common thing that happens in Connecticut. I don't know why I think that, I just feel like that makes sense to me. It'd be more surprising if they weren't. That's right,
5: you know, that is more
2: surprising. Yeah, but the saddest part about this is that um, one of the guys who was part of the big cocaine ring <laughs> also ran a karaoke night. Yeah, yeah,
4: now yeah, I've definitely been to that just place. like
1: you, Bill.
2: <laughs> just like you.
4: I mean, how else are you
2: gonna stay up all night and sing
1: your it's favorite? Well, it's like, the well, now it song. all makes sense. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
5: So, so, so this might be cool sad
2: for the the people you know who that was like their best night of the week they're like karaoke night
5: karaoke's off now
2: no, maybe. Maybe it's on hold while yeah, they're okay. in prison.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not as fun without the cocaine.
2: That's right. So another another you don't theft, sound as good either. You don't yeah. talk as fast. Everyone's always better at karaoke when they're coked up. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's like, I got to sing
5: all the songs. So many
2: songs.
0: I have to sing.
2: <laughs> so another theft that I wanted to um, bring to your attention actually happened in Spain. This is kind of like maybe this is like a little bit bigger deal. So there's a tapas bar in could d's spain no way (laughs) jesse okay so they were robbed the criminal the criminals forced the door open they stole all the cash they took a telephone but they also took seven legs of a miracle ham whoa now chefs i know that must hit hard
3: uh yes, <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks, yeah. Eli Sethman. So okay, Wait, like what's like the price point on yeah? really it's like a hundred and thirty dollars. But here's the thing: so these were not the brightest chefs. Maybe they had the chefs or the thieves. I'm sorry, the thieves. The, okay. the chefs were very smart.
4: That the, may be too. The, the
2: thieves yeah. they took <laughs> seven legs of ham and they like ran away. So the guy who owns the tapas bar is like on his phone. He's like talking to the cops. His mom is there. His his mother-in-law is there, and the his his wife notices there's like a trail of fat like down the street <laughs> and they follow the trail of fat to this guy's home. And they're like, knock, knock. Can we have our ham back? (laughs) Like, we found you by trailing the fat. So
3: was he just sitting on his couch, just like eating,
1: eating just like eating ham, ham? just like the most like Renaissance (laughs) festival thing. Just like like, seven, like he was just like bathing in
2: the ham. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's that's what happened. And then yeah,
1: I'm pretty impressed that they were able to carry seven legs of ham. Down the block. I mean, I don't. It was think several I can, criminals. I don't think I could carry that from like one end of the studio to the other. That's just heavy, right? We're, yeah, maybe. like us I, mean, I don't know. Maybe you work
5: on that. Okay. They were taking them over to the time. karaoke hall. You know? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you need to work out because you never know when you're going to have to carry seven lengths of ham. obviously. <laughs> okay. Lastly, this now this one. This one is a little painful because it's about Whole Foods and, you know. Um, So have you guys heard about, like, the orange, the peeled orange scandal that's been happening at, yeah, Eli? So apparently Whole Foods has been selling peeled oranges in plastic containers. And they have written on the containers like made here. So they've actually been paying someone to peel these oranges and then put them in plastic containers and sell them on the shelves at Whole Foods. And some woman walked by and like tweeted like, Hey Whole Foods, you know, it's such a bummer that we couldn't find like a natural like container for oranges you know something like a little bit more earth friendly and then we could stock them that way called peel called their peel peel. (laughs) yeah yeah and it's whole foods and they claim to be like really environmentally conscious and you know all that kind of stuff so you know this kind of blew up on the internet and whole foods was like yeah you're right (laughs) i don't
3: really get the controversy though because i I think that it's a great thing because peeling oranges is (laughs) so hard okay insanely time consuming
4: so you would buy those I definitely would. They're the only oranges that I ever buy. <laughs>
3: I mean, but okay. then it can I've have- been for for years. I've been like, if only these oranges came without yeah. these like unbelievably large, annoying in peels. large
2: plastic containers yeah. that are then singularly packed away. as well. Yeah. Singularly for packed your lunch yes. break. Yeah, fresh, keep a, fresh, made here, made I keep right an here. Orange
5: peeler on retainer. So okay, yeah, they just follow me over and peel my oranges. So <laughs> I don't have to do it. Well, I, I like, like that do they do said it.
2: they were made right here, as if the oranges were like cooked yeah. in the Whole Foods and not just like. Like, some surf person, like, had to peel them. Like, probably some, like, orphan Is that said, they got. Yeah, it says, like, manually peeled. Yeah, they have, like, an orange-peeling
3: sweatshop in the back of Whole Foods. They should start labeling all their stuff. They're like, S- we put this on the shelves <laughs> here. Yeah. We unpack this vegetables here yeah. on, site. on site. Local coconut <laughs> made
2: right here yeah.
3: because we put them
5: there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. Why, why didn't anybody, like argue when they, you know, they picked up their pre-chopped stir-fry, you know, mix, or their,
2: like, peeled garlic. Because chopped vegetables don't have naturally compostable peels, Jesse,
3: Okay. (laughs) All right, well. It's all pretty lazy. Yes, so lazy.
2: So whoever is the laziest person ever, Eli, (laughs) (laughs) go get them now, because Whole Foods has taken them away. All right, that's it.
1: Those are fantastic. They were okay. We'll take a break here on the morning after. We're going to come back with Max and Eli Sussman, Bill and Pam and Sam from Humble and Jackson.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're
5: listening to dues paid by rec tech.
6: Ever since I was little, my grandma lives in Florida, and every time I call her, she's always like, I know it's you because I can hear the smile in your voice. Growing up, when my grandpa was still alive, he loved to fish, so we had this saying, grandpa catches the fish and grandma cooks the fish. (laughs) So she always used to make the best grouper around. My sister and I would always be like her little helpers in the kitchen during the process. So, And sometimes we'd go fishing with my grandpa. I actually love the seafood counter. Ever since this store opened, there's always been like something special about it, like seeing the full fish and like seeing them cut everything and filet everything by hand. And I'm a big fish eater, so it just has a special place for me. My name is Jennifer Heal, and I'm the social media and digital marketing specialist for the Northeast region of Whole Foods Market.
0: This has been a message from our proud partner Whole Foods Brooklyn. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com.
5: Hi, how are you? My name is Andrew W.K. They say when things are very delicious, it must be Heritage Radio. Sure must be.
2: (laughs) Who says that? All right. Bill Reed, Pam Reed and Sam Naheed are the owners of Wine Bar, an American tasting room and event space. Humboldt and Jackson in Williamsburg. They are here in the studio, as well as Max and Eli Sussman, who are brothers And currently the chefs behind Ed and Bev's, a Detroit diner style lunch pop-up at Humboldt and Jackson for the whole month of March. They're also the proprietors and chefs of Samisa, a Mediterranean restaurant at Bergen, and authors of several cookbooks such as This Is a Cookbook, Recipes for Real Life. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, thank you.
4: Standing up, we're looking brothers at that because because I have a couple brothers and we're pretty ugly.
2: Well, I actually think that today in general is like a super sexy show. It is. Yeah, I actually wrote that on the Facebook. I was like, sorry, this is radio because there are a lot of sexy people in this room. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. you. Now I feel (laughs) awkward. You're welcome, Pam. I mostly (laughs) met you. Yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So so what's going on? Let's start with the the H and the J crew. Uh, I know you guys were here about a year ago, and yeah. I'm sure a lot has changed. We talked about like American wine last time, and like some of the menu that you were rolling out, but now you're like, you got a lot going on.
4: It's been a it's been a busy year for sure. Yeah, I think last time we were here, we didn't you're really so have so much of a. You were just Nathan. Concept baby. or any goals? It was like let's just let's let's open and let's just yeah. keep staying open. That's a good goal, though. Let's like keep that goal in mind. Yeah. And um, let's not pay each other and work a lot. And let's see if that works. Um, so it worked. Yeah, so far we're still, still open. Still here. <laughs> and um, we just start to pay each other. Pam got our first check a few weeks ago. Hey! Nice. 50 nice. bucks, 50 bucks. It oh. felt good.
2: Don't spend it all in it one place. It felt good, you know.
4: Um, I
2: have to say, though, you did bring us wine and snacks. So yes. for poor people, you guys are like ballers, for sure. Well,
4: that was, I mean, we you guys reimburse. We heard a reimbursement <laughs> was happening uh, from Harry Potter. Yes. They brought a $400 bottle Yeah, it was a $400 bottle of for wine for from Arizona.
2: Yeah. yeah, just, you know, your check will be in the mail. Yeah, no, it will definitely be in the mail. It's,
4: it's coming. It's been, we were talking about it this morning, um, and it's definitely been a wild um, 12 months for sure since last time we spoke, and definitely our, our base concept has been the same heart and soul of keeping it what it was, which was a, a catering hall of sorts mm-hmm. um, in within a neighborhood to keep it very much that, and um, with the addition of amazing people coming through, it really, it really has turned it into something um, more special than we actually thought it was going to be.
2: Cool. Are yeah. you still all-American?
4: All-American all the time, all day, will every that, day. Will
2: that change depending never, on who wins the
4: election? Never, never, <laughs> never, The concept really is, I mean, it says it's, it's all-American, but it's, it's as local as we can get it with products that we're really proud of that we make here, that we can enjoy here right now, um, as well as, you know, not just with food, but with drinks. And in the beginning, we were just wine and beer, so um, focus was definitely on on wine, Um mainly and then we you know we had some taps of beer and then the menu is expanded based on the customer uh, which is our regular neighbors and what they want to drink what they've liked and you know that expanded to the food program was when we opened we had five items in which none of them was made in-house um, so when now we have over 20 items, and most of them are made in-house all the way down to, like, reductions. And well, I have a, I, I have three employees. One is a saucier. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Trained. Her name's Al Perkins. Really awesome uh, girl. Uh, Chris the Curd Bird is a, is a fromagier. Uh-huh. And then we have gay face.
5: Mm-hmm. He's, That's Sam. He's
4: for gay. Yeah. He's pro-gay. Sam's great. Um, no, but he's the wine <laughs> song. So we have three employees, and they're all have specialties. Cheese, sauce, and wine. So, I mean that really helps our program grow really quickly.
1: How do you guys incorporate, um, the, the Ed and Bev's pop-up into kind of everyday Humble and Jackson
4: business? Um, with some spunk. <laughs> I mean, I mean really our space is kind of like we have two kitchens essentially. One is we run out of the bar, so it's very limited in what we can what we can do out there, but it is a really yummy rotating menu. With the kitchen concept is like these guys are trained chefs that we always work with and really awesome humans. So they take care of our space cuz they're enjoying everything that comes with being in the space and to go from their lunch you know, breakfast all day concept to our dinner is fairly easy because you're dealing with pros. So it's like they're in and out and they do their thing and they give everyone a good good time. And our job is to, you know, relay that message, whether it's be to know the menu or to really answer any questions they may have about
5: who we're working with, uh, especially the, these guys. So.
2: You want to speak to that, Max?
5: I would like to address that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Ed and Bev's is, is a diner, and we have got the menu, and we didn't have a place to do it uh, properly. And Humboldt and & Jackson's like this great, warm, welcoming, inviting space with the bar. So the menu and the food that we're doing really fits the vibe of the place. So when you walk in, it feels, I think, like a seamless experience.
2: But how do you translate? I mean, I understand, like, you're cooking the food there, but, like, Ed Bez feels like it's a, it's a whole concept like being that it is a diner food and Humboldt and Jackson is not a diner per se so how do you sort of like integrate like you both use the space in a really functional way but how does that sort of like concept carry over if, if at all like how do you make it feel like a Detroit diner when it's
3: not I'm, honestly, the goal isn't actually to make Humboldt & Jackson feel like a Detroit diner. The goal is to have people come to Humboldt and & Jackson and experience the food. So the food actually speaks to what we're trying to do from like a conceptual standpoint, but Humboldt & Jackson is just a nice place to come and eat a meal, mm-hmm. and they haven't been doing lunch. So our food speaks really strongly to kind of like a, a pretty quick lunch, you know? It's not like a sprawling dinner type thing, and a lot of the uh, concepts that they do at night there tend to be, uh, I mean, they can speak to this more than I can, but they tend to be the type of things that um, people are kind of working out concepts and everything like that. So when they asked us to come in, they knew that Ed and Bev's already existed, and we kind of had the menu ready to go. And so um, we thought that it would be great for people in the neighborhood to be able to come by and get, you know, some
4: homemade soups lunch and sandwiches. There's nowhere to eat lunch. Yeah, there's nowhere to there's eat lunch. There's one. There's one place, and they do it well. And besides from that, like. To have their menu be available to not just Graham Avenue folks, but people who can get there in a train stop is pretty fucking awesome. And we have 100 seats, essentially, that you know, you don't have to go wait in line. You're not greeted by a hostess. You're greeted by owners, and the chefs are in the kitchen, and we're all kind of collaborating on making this Ed and Bev's for the week, for the month, for the time that they're here. Yeah. So.
2: so what does Detroit-style food mean?
4: So... And, you know, so
3: Ed and is it's new. Uh, it's less than a year old. And so in a way, it's still, we're, we're figuring it out ourselves and working through what we want Ed and Bev's to be. But it's a diner that has some Detroit influences. Because uh, you
2: guys are from Detroit, right? We
3: are. We're from the suburbs outside of Detroit. And so everyone's been to a diner. They exist all over the United States. The unique features of a Detroit diner and why they're called a Coney Island is because they have a ton of Greek influence, which uh, has trickled down to lots of diners in other cities Um, but in Detroit specifically uh, the diners are called Coney Islands and they have Mm Greek-themed items Mm -hmm. on the menu. So you can obviously get a burger, and you can get a uh, breakfast plate, but you also can get saganaki, which is like flaming cheese. Uh, You can get spanakopita, which is spinach pie. Who doesn't want flaming Uh, cheese for lunch? I love
4: that. I love it with lemon. It's so good. And there's a
3: chicken lemon rice soup, which is... um, you know, it's a it's a Greek dish, which you really don't find it at like a traditional like 24-hour random diner in New York City. And so, those are kind of three items. There's I could go on and on, but those are three items that uh, they're everywhere in Detroit, and uh, they don't really carry through to a diner a random diner in Los Angeles or something like that, unless it's a Greek style diner. Um, so that makes the Detroit diner slightly different than um, than in other cities.
5: And, of course, the Coney Dog, which yeah. is a hot dog covered with chili, mustard, and onions, mm-hmm. which we everybody takes very seriously. Everyone's got their own particular style Detroit, of Coney they Dog. In take it yeah. very
6: seriously. Yeah. Well,
5: and in this room. Right, of course. So pretty <laughs> seriously here, it's very but serious. um, we took the Coney dog as a starting point and have made our own version of everything. Sourcing the hot dogs really carefully, sourcing the meat for the chili, and cooking it from scratch, and a lot of care and a lot of attention goes into all the de- yeah. details of it. That's diner ingredients I've, I've That's so diner ingredients. When
3: yeah. we when we launched Ed and Bevs, uh, you know, some of the Detroit press that covered it and some of the people that were commenting were like, "This is a travesty! You're selling." A Coney dog for you know X amount of dollars that you know it's triple the price of what it is in Detroit. Detroit, it's very specific. Like you get your brand. It's like a, a specific. It's a Kogel hot dog, and the chili is probably or from Al or something. Yeah, it's from you know it's some large producer. And look, I love Detroit diners probably more than almost anybody else, but. The ingredients aren't that great, but that's not really what you're looking for in Detroit. You're looking for a fast, cheap meal. So we wanted to take that and do it our own way. So uh, we are doing grass-fed chili, and we're doing Brooklyn uh, Hot Dog Company hot dogs, and that's important to us. And that's cool if somebody doesn't really want to spend six fifty on a Coney Dog because there's a— two dollar version in Detroit that you can get but if you want to but you'd have to pay
2: for the plane ticket there you (laughs) go yeah (laughs) if you want like a really if you want a really good version then that's
3: sort of like what we're offering at Humboldt and Jackson but it's sort
2: of the same argument like when anyone appropriates like an ethnic cuisine whether it be from Detroit or from you know China there's something that happens like in the translation if you're trying to to use you know like really responsible ingredients so
4: and we had our first uh um topless um
2: Diner. Oh, Diner. Yeah, you, should t- you should talk we about it. We, we had a regular Excuse customer, I'm not
4: allowed to use his name, uh, but he said to me while he was eating the breakfast, he got the grand slam, he got the breakfast plate, and he's like, I can't, I had the dog yesterday, but I'm, I don't want the dog again because I already had a dog, and my girlfriend <laughs> told me about the dog, I can't have another dog. He said, I'm going to have another dog. And I said, If you have another dog, I'll pay for it. And he's like, If you pay for it, I'll, I'll eat it naked.
1: No
2: thanks.
4: <laughs> and I said, hey, listen. How is that?
2: How, how that are you escal- winning? <laughs> yeah, <That> escalated quickly. <laughs> it escalated yeah, quickly. Got- well, Someone was dying to get naked so, and eat it all. So,
4: <laughs> so, because, you know, we're not going to have his naked butt in the seat, I said, we'll take off your shirt. And so he ate his dog. This is getting topless. really weird.
2: Like, I it mean, the you it and it's a regular customer, time. so
4: you don't know what they look like without their clothes on. No, and he had amazing tattoos all over his chest. Oh, so that was cool. That's really what Adam Bev's is about. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's about yo. Know, it, it made him do something he would never. Ever
2: do? Okay, maybe he would do it because it sounds like he really wanted to. <laughs> or maybe that's.
4: Sounds... There
5: wasn't a lot of pushing, actually. Yeah, was. was just like, I hey, do you want to take like... your shirt off? Yeah, all right, I'll take my shirt. off. Maybe he goes everywhere and just tries to get free or hot is dogs. That, so is that that what happens in take Detroit?
3: Like when people go to diners in Detroit, it's like. It gets pretty wild at Coney Islands after yeah. one a.m. I mean. I've seen some crazy shit, but I haven't actually seen someone voluntarily take off their. Shirt. Of like it was it was eleven dog. thirty
4: in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So why why Coney Island? Why is that the term? Is it someone? From Detroit, went to Coney Island, had a chili dog, and we have decided been, to do their own.
3: We are not a historical authority on this, but we have heard <laughs> some theories. You're closer than I am. Sure. We have heard some theories that it has to do with when uh, Greek immigrants came to the United States. They often stopped in New York. That was their first stop before moving further west. And so, before people came to the Midwest and landed in Michigan, uh, if they had a day off to take their family, they went to the boardwalk, and Coney Island was obviously like this majestical place where if you had just come to america it was extremely exciting and it represented all these incredible opportunities so when they moved to detroit it's actually the caros family started coney islands they are brothers bill and gus and they so they started a coney island and then they split and they're next to each other and they're bitter rivals called American Lafayette. And if you go to Detroit and you say to people, like, what are you? They'll be like, I'm American. Oh, I'm Lafayette. It's You rep. It's like Yankee Mets. Like, you hate the other side, basically. And they serve the exact same food. (laughs) It's literally identical. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same price. I bet if you did a side-by-side comparison, you wouldn't know. But anyways, so when they came to Detroit, they called it um, American and Lafayette. Uh, Coney Island. So they're not called. Some, now they're called like diners, subtext underneath, kind mm-hmm. of, but they're called Coney Islands. And people get super confused, obviously. Especially here. Especially in yeah, New York. A lot of people, when they saw Ed and Bev's, they sort of thought that it was some, you know, maybe like Russian or like ethnic concept from like our family that lived in Coney Island or like an offshoot of our Coney Island restaurant. So that's why we're focusing more on the diner because it is diner food. And we just want people to eat really good food. We don't want to confuse them and relay to them a historical no,
1: but I, I imagine <laughs> background. background. pretty, there's a lot pretty of, good though. There's yeah. a lot of, I would imagine there's a lot of conversation and I'm sure the next question everybody asks is who are Ed and Bev? It's
3: so our grandparents. Yeah, so our mother's parents, so Edward and Beverly, and we used to go to Coney
5: Islands all the time. Yeah, they would them. take us all around. We, like, we've won- gone to probably five or ten different ones in various parts of Detroit, doing different stuff, and you just end up at a Coney Island in the afternoon. So that's like a big part of our memory, our food memories growing up. Um, so we decided to name it for them. You know how like you always know there's a Dwayne Reed within like a hundred yards
3: of you in New York City. It's pretty much like that in Detroit. With a diner, you're like almost
4: always within. Yeah, but can, but who distance? Is, who the hell is Dwayne Reed?
3: <laughs>
2: oh. I, Those are my I grandparents. really. Think it's
4: Those like are your the grandparents. The
3: Queen. Dwayne yeah. and Reed.
2: Yeah. Is that,
4: is that where show. it all started? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that was easy. <laughs>
2: well, the whole <hell>, like,
4: <laughs> No heritage there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like yeah. John Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean there is such like
4: an who interesting is, yeah. like
2: ethnology behind hot dogs <laughs> and like all the different kinds. How we yeah. associate it is as, like this. Like, very typically American food, but all the different sort of variations on it all have their own kind of, like, ethnic and historical lineage behind it.
3: We went pretty crazy sourcing hot dogs for this, which was awesome because we basically just ordered as many different hot dogs as we could to try to find one that worked
5: well and Bill for and the, Coney dog. Bill actually introduced us to the hot dog we're using now. Yeah. Oh, yes. So we actually company. switched Very to good. Brooklyn and it's and it's amazing
3: uh, and we went through like a couple varieties before we kind of settled on them. I'm and, so glad you're working with them. They're really great company. Yeah, and they're awesome dogs. So like we're supporting them and they're here and also it happens to be like the best product that we found.
1: So what 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 is the right dog for you guys? Well, the, is, it, is it pork? Is it beef? Is it both? No,
3: it's. Yeah. I mean,
5: uh, mm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we actually have slightly Statching different brothers. opinions on this as well. So Max will just We've gone speak back and for forth of us, whether
5: guess. there needs to be a beef dog or a pork dog. Right now, we're using a blend, um, but I think the most important thing is that it's a natural casing hot dog. Mm-hmm. So it has to have a snap, and you have natural. to cook it on the flat top to get that crisp. It's not a dirty water dog mm-hmm, or that. even a clean water dog. It's <laughs> got to get cooked on the flat top and get that snap there. That's kind of, like, the main thing. Yeah. And it's a long dog. It's a long dog. It's a little bit longer than usual. Yeah. Uh, the
3: To me, it's also important that you use, like, a super soft bun. It doesn't need to be Martin's, but we use Martin's. But uh, it has to be – you want the snap of the dog to be, like, the actual – Texture of the sandwich because you want the bread to be actually a little soggy from the chili. Do you and grill the bread? Uh, we do. Yeah, we like kiss it on the flat top. But it's not
4: supposed to be. It's not supposed to
2: be. Uh, Who did that? I that guess was it, me. Okay.
4: That was me. Sorry. No, there's no guy. That guy's sleeping. You <laughs> like didn't even turn the show. On. God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So, you also have some mesa going on right
3: now. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're doing that tomorrow. We're okay. Doing a pop-up Monday Monday Monday. At Hamilton Humboldt- Jackson. A- Jackson. you are doing that tomorrow at Humboldt- yeah, tomorrow
4: Jackson. Night. Tomorrow one night. night. Only. We're doing one night only. One night uh, only. Uh, which which is is great because uh, not that we had Semesa in here before, but we worked with Max on our first New Year's Eve extravaganza and he cooked sh- amazing chicken shawarma at the bar. On, a, on its own spit <laughs> yeah. and it was very
5: illegal <laughs>
4: <laughs> however really? no one got hurt and, and, great. and honestly people have always said like that was one of the best meals our regular customers like was the best time New Year's was great we had great music and everything but the meal was so worth the price tag and that they can't wait for uh, Samesa to come back and like provide that same um, you know jazziness to the Okay, I think so
3: that's tomorrow night yeah. are there still tickets? Uh, yeah, it's just walk-in. So oh, okay. We've we definitely have out. come one, come all. We've got space, yeah.
2: So so someone could potentially get, like, double the Sussmans in one day. We're, really, like, we're doing like, it. We're, we're doing pushing. It like that. That. Yeah. We're really like, hoping really hope, that
3: someone yeah. will have lunch at 3 and then loiter at the bar until 5, drinking, and then have a shawarma. I think that we should like loiter, loiter at the bar, tea. go home yeah. and nap. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, do some drinking, go home and nap. Like,
3: no, just, just
1: go stay nap and drink and no straight comeback. through, right? Because, yeah. like, what else do you want but, like, a pita and some... Some
3: chicken. That's
1: kind of the way I'm. There you go. Yeah.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Breakfast plate turn into shawarma and dip. Yeah. And we're doing some That'd new be good dishes. Day. Tomorrow. That's tomorrow. a Monday. Keep That's drinking good day. until it feels yeah. Right. you Yeah.
3: Know? We're doing new right. stuff tomorrow that we've never done anywhere before. So we're pretty excited about that. We're debuting some new dishes at um, HJ tomorrow. So
2: oh, wow. Okay. Are you out, eventually so. going to bring those to some in
3: Bergen? uh No. Bergen is totally set the way that it is. And mm-hmm. Bergen is kind of like, it's supposed to be built for speed. <laughs> uh, it's uh, because it's order at the counter. We don't do uh, what you would consider like a plated dish. It's not. But the cool thing about Humboldt and Jackson is that you have that interaction like with a server feels like a true restaurant. And so we're going to be doing some stuff tomorrow that kind of speaks to that type of uh eating experience, like, where you can have a drink, and then you can Mm -hmm. order your food, and, like, not everything comes out together on a a tray, which is fine. Like, Bergen is great for that, for, like, large groups and everything, but uh, tomorrow we want people to come and actually have, like, a really nice dinner at at Humboldt Jack's. I think a lot
4: lot of chefs that come in use our space for just that reason, to try stuff, you know, that they normally, not that they couldn't do, but, like, what could we do next? You yeah, know? it's like and a like, great
2: place to just yeah. be a little more experimental. And, like our,
4: and our regular customers love it. Like they, they just you know, they love when they, we have these different events where it's like Burmese noodles to samosa to you know these guys. Yeah, where I have a question for Sam. Yeah, you Sam mind, the man talking.
2: Hey, Sam. Hey. Um, so do you have, like, particular wine pairings in mind for Mesa tomorrow, for example, or, like, every time there's a new pop-up? How do you think about the wine program?
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I stay busy because we have so many different chefs coming through. Um, so it's it's fun for me, you know. We, we have, obviously, our own Humboldt & Jackson menu that we curate very carefully, and we try to do amazing pairings. Uh, we brought the perfect pairing today, which is the beets, with the whipped goat cheese and the uh, Tazi from Arizona Stronghold. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's basically, you know, when a new chef comes in, you know, I try to get the flavor profile and see where they're at as far as, you know, what style they're trying to go for, if they want a lighter style, if they want it to be, you know, more hearty, and then I'll go through my library and see what fits best. Mm-hmm.
2: So how does something like the Burmese noodle pop up? I mean, that just seems really unconventional to like oh, try good. and pair that with an, um, well, no, not the food, that sounds great, but like to pair it with American wine. Like, how do you think about it when you have, you know, I know mean, such there's, different? there's a
0: lot of versatility in American mm-hmm. wine now. You know, people think that it's, you know, butterball, oak bomb chardonnays and things like that. But a lot of people are making a lot of old world wine styles in America now, a lot of natural wines, a lot of things that just have, like, indigenous yeast and kind of, like, do their own thing and get funky. So there's a lot of different styles to choose from now. So, um, but it's fun, you know. It's it's being able to, you know, go into my, you know, my, my weapon case and see, like, okay, what's going to work with Burmese food? Because I've never actually paired... With Burmese Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, but that's the fun part, you Mm -hmm. know, is being able to experiment, and that's really what pairing is. Is trial and error, experiment, see what works, you know?
1: Yeah. So my next question is for for the assessments, you guys are doing pop up here, you've got like a stand in at Bergen. Are you hoping to just keep being these kind of like nomadic chefs? Or do you guys wanna Settle down? Uh, (laughs) Well, that's like what you have to do. Yeah.
4: Very single. varies. (laughs) (laughs) varies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: good. The, uh, that's a great question, and I'm going to now answer it in a roundabout cryptic fashion. Which is a vague uh, answer. Which answers. is that, uh, of course, we would love to find a concrete home for both of them, and we have gotten close and have not been successful. We're learning a ton about the New York real estate market, and it's extremely challenging to pull that trigger, but the great thing about spaces like Humboldt and Jackson is that it allows us to get our food in front of people. It allows us to cook, which is really what we want to be doing, and also um, continue to like refine the processes so that we find – when we find a spot, we're ready to go. Uh, So that being said, like the nomadic life is okay for right now, but yeah, we would love to find a spot and find something concretely. Uh, It's just nothing has – Cohesively come together for that yet, but Bergen has been awesome for sort of that exact reason, which is like everyone knows that everything in Bergen kind of rotates, so it keeps people excited about what's going on there. It allows us to figure out what works, train a staff, try to do best practices, get all that down so that when we find a spot, we can just kind of move it from point A to point B or have it have them function together. Um, but what we've actually really been doing is like we've been we've been expanding our catering significantly. So it's kind of actually been a blessing in disguise that we don't have a, our own independent space that we have to worry about because our commissary kitchen already functions as a secondary space. It's a lot to kind of juggle. So uh, we're still like within the first year of it being around and we hope that by the end of 2016 that, we ha- that we're in our own space.
2: So let's say that, that space appears, which I'm sure it will after this radio show airs. Um, like tomorrow. W- like tomorrow, you'll get a call. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, would it what would it be? Would it be mesa meets Ed and Bev's? And then you guys also have all these recipes from your various cookbooks. I mean, you're all over the place, food-wise.
3: Yeah, they live independently of each other. Okay. Even though that they were next to each other at Bergen, we don't necessarily want to do like a Taco Bell Pizza Hut, (laughs) even though that would be Like a Baskin-Robbins Dunkin' Donuts. 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 That would be cool, Uh, but But no. Could you merge the, I
2: mean, they're obviously very different food.
3: Yeah. Uh, that's not that's not actually our our goal okay. to have them always be like intertwined or live together. I mean, obviously at HJ like we're doing the pop up at night tomorrow, and we do Ed and Bev's during the day. But they can kind of function independently of each other. Uh, we're doing another pop up um, in April that's just going to be Samisa somewhere else, so um, for an extended period of time. Uh, and obviously Samisa lives at Bergen for right now, so I think our top priority would be a space for Samisa. That's like what we've been, that's what we've been really been looking around and focusing on, but we're not ruling out finding something for, for Ed and Bev's too. Mm -hmm.
1: So I want to know where can people kind of follow you? How can they figure out where you're going next?
5: That's on you again. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like how can they? Yeah, stop, like, like what's
1: our
3: Instagram? Like or they something? would yeah. love
1: to stalk you. Mo- mostly, like your website. To, yeah, well, to our, know where you're
3: our be websites next. are just the name of the. So it's edinbevs.com and samisa and then we have a our Instagram is the Sussmans, and it's it's basically where we post everything about. All the events that we do and new recipes. It's the main kind of hub. And then we have a blog that gets updated between once and twice every year. Fantastic. So, yeah. That's a a really good spot to read things that I type at 2 in the morning and think are funny pretty much only for myself. Last Christmas. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Are you guys doing anything for Passover?
3: Uh, When is that again? Oh, Mm. I don't know. I'll probably eat yeah, a lot bread. of bread, bread and bread.
4: anger my mother.
2: No, no, no. I mean, are you cooking anywhere? Oh, not like oh, oh. what are you? I don't care what you're
5: doing. <laughs> yeah,
4: they're actually. We actually came on the show to announce that we're doing a Passover dinner at Humboldt and Jackson. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. It's seventeen courses. Yeah, seventeen courses. <laughs>
2: All gefilte fish. And you
4: pay in gold chocolate coins.
2: Oh, <laughs> I am so in.
3: Um, I don't. I don't know. We no, okay. have not I thought that far ahead. I don't even know when Passover is. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the spring.
4: Aha. Uh-huh.
1: Well, and then Bill, where can we send listeners to to check out what's going on at Humboldt? And Jackson?
4: Uh, our 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 website's pretty informative. Uh, Pam takes a big part in that at uh, humboldtandjackson.com, And Instagram is weird. It's four three four Humboldt, not Humboldt and Jack. Um, believe uh, believe it or not, Humboldt and Jackson or H and J. An email if you try to it just reads like handjob so it doesn't really <laughs> right? we've, we've, we've we've shied away from that we've tested that and, and, and although handjobs are good um, <laughs> tested uh, we can't we can't have that so 434 Instagram and then um, Humboldtandjackson.com and then you know our website is very up to, up to date we, we kind of Pam kind of updates it like almost every day unlike Eli uh, with the blog, <laughs> total opposite. Total opposite. So they actually need to start something. Together. So Ed
2: and Bev's is going to be there all March.
4: All of March, Monday for through Friday for lunch.
2: But are there different dinner things happening this month as well?
4: Yeah, well, Other tomorrow is uh-huh. which we're really excited about because mm-hmm. I just want to eat. It's the only reason why. It's actually me and my uh, it's Pam's birthday, <gasps> so we're coming. Oh, uh, birthday, we're coming. We're coming in right. for dinner. Sweet. And we're celebrating 10 Make years married. So, Aw, Mazzles. Yeah, Mazzles. Candle, yeah. <laughs> Candle and a shawarma. Here um, Candle and a shawarma. And then we have uh, this Saturday, we have the Burmese uh, noodle pop up. Uh, eight different styles of Burmese noodles, which Just is, people don't know about Burma, it's more like the flavor profile of Indian and Thai food. Uh, so it, it's really amazing. With um, special
2: wine pairings. With special wine
4: pairings from Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we're doing a, a really fun. Uh, St. Patty's Day uh, whiskey pairing dinner with an amazing um, chef, so that's going to be really fun. That's, next, that's our we're planning now for like end of summer already. We're like kind of in like and also fashion. we have uh, the vegan Easter brunch. Oh, we have a Easter brunch with uh, a do vegan you guys know Easter Mississippi brunch? vegan? No. Okay, we'll you get to know him mean? and his glamorous. What life. is a
2: vegan Easter brunch? Mm-hmm.
1: No eggs.
4: Well, yeah, he does Creole vegan and uh, he does he's, he actually has a monthly pop up at our place twice a month.
1: I'm there. There's like a million things going on. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, Check the lot. website. Eli, Max, Bill, Pam, Sam, thank you so much for being on the morning after. We're Don't go away. Take Thanks. a break Thanks. here and we're going to come back with the morning after quiz. Ooh.
5: This is Let's Not by Shadowbox.
0: Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market, America's healthiest grocery store with more than 400 locations throughout the United States. Download the Whole Foods Market app on your smartphone for recipes, sales, information, and digital coupons. Or visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store closest to you.
1: And we're back here on the morning after. Max, Eli, Bill, Sam him. The Sussmans are doing their Coney Island pop-up Ed and Bev's at Humboldt and Jackson this month, and you know that. You all know that. But what do you know about Ed DeBevix? Anybody? anybody? The rude 50s-themed diner chain that may or may not be out of business. I'm not sure if it still exists (laughs) when I was in high school. It was definitely around. Um, Anybody? Has anybody ever heard of Ed DeBevix? I've heard of it. Yeah,
0: I've been to Ed DeBevix in L.A. Uh, yeah. it's nice you get you know Marilyn Monroe dancing on top of the bar singing to kind US of like she the topless guy and drinks and so, like, and then, and then Buddy Holly very similar a lot of that Peril. was uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of based off of Ed Bevic, so you have a lot of old school impersonators, you know, Buddy Holly and things like that. That sounds and fun. They're the servers and then they break out into dance.
1: They break out and dance the song, yeah. but they're also like traditionally rude to you, which this is this began in Chicago and that's kind of like a thing in Chicago where people just like yell at you about what you're Chicago. ordering and make you know, make fun of you. Chicago's are like a really nice city, but there's like three restaurants that that I can think of off the top of my head where they're actually supposed to be rude to you. Hmm. <laughs> Wiener Circle Billy Goat Tavern and, um, and Ed DeBevick's, I guess. Wow. They have so. a lot of,
2: like,
5: inner rage.
1: I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Cold. Anyway, yeah. here we go. Multiple choice, guys. This is the morning after quiz. You're Three all questions. on the same team. I thought that was
5: the quiz already. I yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I did, too. I that was, yeah. the one.
5: was the first question. All
1: right, first question. What is the name of the actual diner that inspired Ed DeBevick's? Is it A, Starshine? Is it B, Pin up Paradise Diner. Or is it C, homesick diner?
4: Gross. C. I'd say A, star Is there a wrong answer? I would say A.
3: Can we we
5: look it up
4: on the phone?
3: No. Oh, okay. It's a quiz. I'll guess A. A. I'd say A because there's
0: a lot of stars there.
1: Hey, Starshine. No, actually, Pam, you would have been right if they listened to you. It's uh, Homesick. I got ignored.
0: <laughs> I've, also, uh. I've also
1: found some other amazing diner names, like the Crispy Biscuit Ooh. and the No Wait Diner. Nice. Just enticing. That's a good one. Yeah, like yeah, no that's Wait good. Diner. Okay, question two. Started in Chicago in 1983, just like me. Did Ed you? DeBevick's was known for its rude waiters and snarky signs. Which of these is an actual Ed DeBevick's sign posted at the restaurant? Is it A, you are, sorry, you are what you eat, you horrible, horrible person? (laughs) Is it B, I scream, you scream, the police come, it's awkward? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it C, we are not responsible for children trampled in the aisles? I like the last
4: one. I think C. I don't know if it's right, right. but I I like that one a lot. Everybody?
1: Everybody? In unison? C? Sure. C. It is C. Yeah. yeah. You horrible I person. I really wish that it was you are what yeah. you eat, you horrible, horrible person. <laughs> you find
3: Did others? you make up the wrong other two answers. wrong answers? Yeah, yeah. They come
2: from her mind.
3: <laughs> yeah, yours good.
1: You scream, I scream, you scream, the police come, it's awkward was actually like a sign outside of like a, the tasty delight or something like that <laughs> really? that I found on the internet. Yeah. Um, all right, final question. Who did Chicago restaurateur Rich Melman of "Let Us Entertain You" have in mind when he created Ed Debevec? Is it A, a fifty-something Polish guy from Chicago who loves beer and bowling? Is it B, an overnight trucker with an addiction to breakfast for dinner? Or is it C, a crabby taxi cab driver who refuses to acknowledge any era but the 1950s?
4: A, <laughs> B, C.
1: Oh man, we are Split. not in agreement. Split.
4: A. I say A. C, B.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, for those who said A, yeah, it's A. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't try yeah. too hard,
2: but he's like I'm two out of three. I always listening to like, Pam.
1: It's this guy Adibevic who just likes beer and bowling, and yeah. you know, and some, some very conceptual. Yeah, deep he's just like drinking that. some old yeah. style, and his name is very Polish. He's real Polish. rude. Yeah, he's Polish. rude. <laughs> anyway, Rich
4: Nail. Are they rude? He Are they rude it. because? Our people. Uh, the, the, it started because it, it, it was anno- the customers were itself were annoying because we have a couple places like that in Philly where places are now being mean to people because people are just such idiots.
1: <laughs> I would, as a front of house person, probably say there's maybe
4: th- yes, that
1: and um, no. I think the the homesick diner like this woman was like, if you like it, eat it. If you don't, get out. That was yeah. kind of like the idea. Right. So um, that's where Ed Dubevic's cool. came from. But um, I celebrated my seventeenth birthday there. That's great. And yeah. Um, yeah, congrats. Great. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey. Thank you like, guys. Yesterday? Well, <laughs> yesterday. Soon you'll be able 100%. to do 100%. Yeah. yeah. Getting close. Well, thank you all for being on the show. Eli, Max, Bill, Pam, Sam. You just love doing that. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. doing my best because last show I had guy. somebody with a really hard name. So I appreciate the like, single syllable <laughs> <laughs> names All three
2: here. letters, um,
1: more or less. We'll see you next except week, except week except on The Morning After. Week.